Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Ow! Welcome back. Always great to have an Academy Award winner in our presence. Shout out to Brazier Boy, his new album, Not No Mo. First track is called Fraser Speaks. I can't wait to put this in my car CD player. When are they going to stop making cars with CD players, I wonder? They still do. But uh, thanks to Greg Akers. Thanks to Fraser Boy. Thanks to Indie Memphis for making that last hour possible. Again, CerritoLive.com if you want to try to beat us at the Academy Awards. That's the beat us at the Oscars. For the, it's the sixth year we've handicapped the Oscars on this show. The second year we're giving you a chance to win over $200 worth of prizes from our friends at Indie Memphis and a bunch of other folks. So check out that. Enter to win. I think you can outpick us at the Oscars. This portion of... Cerrito Live is being brought to you by our friends at Playhouse on the Square. They're located at Union and Cooper in the Overton Square Theater District. Playhouse on the Square is Memphis' only professional theater in the perfect place to take a date. Now playing at Playhouse on the Square, or actually starts next week, is called Assassins. Sounds like a wrestling tag team, Assassins. It is. It is a wrestling tag team? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it starts February 27th. Uh, and it goes on until March 22nd. Assassins at Playhouse on the Square. It's a perfect place to take it at playhouseonthesquare.org for upcoming shows um, at the Playhouse in Midtown. So we talked Oscars in the first hour, breaking down the Academy Awards, which is happening Sunday. But also happening Sunday is a very uh, historic moment for Memphis, Tennessee, because it's the first time in eight years a WWE pay-per-view will be happening on Bluff City soil. It's WWE Fastlane. And joining us in studio now to talk about it, is our wrestling expert our and friend of the Playing Hurt podcast? Who cares? Is <laughs> Dustin Five Star? <laughs> it's a good podcast. <laughs> if you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no fear. The camera's here. Well, what's up, Dustin? What's really going on? I don't know. CJ keeps jumping in with things on the show today that just have, are irrelevant. He's, I was I had on my notes to plug his podcast, but now I'm going to scratch it off he the is list. Plugging, plugging, plugging. I was on the the most recent podcast. He, you got to check it out. We get we got this podcast thing. We got this podcast thing rolling. He's obsessed with it, and it, and that's his only focus. Did Did Drew tell the story yet about how he took his girlfriend for Valentine's Day to watch? Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I listened to the podcast. I heard it. You he turned Fifty it. Shades of Red just telling us that. But the that's on <laughs> CJ's playing hurt podcast. Dustin's on there this this month talking wrestling and including Fastlane. So if you want more, you can listen to that by subscribing on the Cerrito Live feed. But uh, it, it's Andrew podcast, not just CJ's. CJ Andrew's podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Derailed just for a second, right? WDE Fastlane is coming to Memphis. Yes, tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. You you talked about uh, Unforgiven, what, seven years ago, eight years ago? Right. It was headlined by Mark Henry and The Undertaker. And then back in 1999, I actually put this on Throwback Thursday this week, where we had St. Valentine's Day Massacre, and we had the debut 
of the Big Show during a cage match with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon at the Pyramid, I believe. So poor our records. Poor our records. This is the third pay per view ever to be held in Memphis. Yes, and now St. Valentine's Day Massacre was the debut of that pay per view, and that pay per view never happened again. It was actually on Valentine's Day. So here we are in 2015. We are one stop away from WrestleMania, and we get the pay per view. We get Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. And here's a question I wanted to bring up when we were talking about right. Fastlane today. Yeah. What is going to be the main event? Cena versus Rusev or Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns with the shot at WrestleMania on the line? It's going to be crazy. Oh, I I think we, without a doubt it's it's Roman Reigns versus I do Bryan, too, right? but when you go to wwe.com and you look at the Fastlane lineup, the first mm-hmm. match you see is is, is Cena scene? versus Rusev for the United States Championship, which I think is going to be a great match, but I mean, who who beats Cena nowadays, right? Especially this close to WrestleMania. Okay, so since it's a historic day in Memphis, we're going to spend most of this hour getting you ready for Fastlane. So that's whether if you're a casual fan, I think we've got to get the casual fan ready to know what they need to know going into Fastlane, if you're going to watch Fastlane or go to Fastlane at FedEx Forum. And what is that? What do they know? Give us give a, a, a maybe a quick update on on what fans should be prepared for. If you're just a casual fan, what's going to be happening in Memphis on pay-per-view or on the WWE Network, which is free. So if you're not even going, right, you can get you can this watch. for free. Right, yes. You can watch for free at home on your, on the WWE Network. And I don't work for the company, and I'm not trying to plug this or anything. <laughs> but, yeah, you do get it free. You get Fastlane right. for free. And then that means you get WrestleMania for nine ninety nine. All these years, I paid sixty five dollars for the HD or whatever. Now right. I'm I'm in heaven. I get nine ninety nine. I can an, have a party. It's HD, good streaming quality. Yes. I watched some, the Royal Rumble on the network. We again, we don't get paid to say any of this stuff. That's pretty cool. Well, we'll go through the matches on the card, make our prediction, and Dustin, I'll have you since you you follow this much closely, uh, more closely than I do. Uh, give kind of like just to get set people up to know what they need to, to know. Get you going started, in. yeah. To First get people all, into these you got you got to get your signs ready. So right now, today, since it's flooding out in Memphis, you need to be making those signs. Are you for Daniel Bryan? Do you need a yes, yes, yes? Do you need Roman Reigns? Who are you rooting for? Because the the excitement there in the building is going to be electric. I mean, if you went to Monday Night Raw back, I believe, in October, it was awesome. So you're going to see a lot of Memphis in there, too. Daniel Bryan, he worked here in Memphis at 19 years old. We talked a little bit about him throughout the years. But, man, Daniel Bryan, he has... Links to Memphis, Cena. He was just on the radio here talking about how he came through Memphis, Dyersburg. I was in a show with him in Dyersburg. Oh, so wow. He actually wrestled right around the Memphis area. Uh, the Usos, believe it or not, Rikishi uh, is their father. He's being inducted into the Hall of Fame. He started right here in Memphis when he got signed with WWE, and that kind of catapulted him to the two cool Rikishi days. Right, so. and, and teamed up with Jerry Lawler's son, Brian Christopher. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then... Um, Let's see how many. Others? What other Memphis connections you, you got? You have Kane, Kane, Kane Jerry Lawler's old dentist. Preacher. Remember, everybody used to go to Kane for. Kane used to be my dentist. Doctor Isaac <laughs> Yankum, and then of course Big Show wrestled Hulk Hogan at FedEx Forum. That was on Throwback Thursday on MemphisSport.com here just a little while back. But I mean, really, from top to bottom, you have guys who were featured here in Memphis, started here in Memphis, or passed through Memphis. All going to Fastlane, WWE pay-per-view, and then headed to WrestleMania. Right. So that, it's, it's going to be it, it's going to be an interesting show. And you said make signs. Yes, make signs. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Make some signs. Make a sign that says "Put the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in the Mid South Coliseum" while you're at it too. Absolutely. Tweet that, that, says, that to us. Yeah. Put the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in the Mid South Coliseum signs. Put those signs up. Print the logo up if you want. And put it on a sign. 
that is something that we we have been campaigning for, and it's a good opportunity to get it out there and 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 put it up live on pay per view. Another name that I didn't mention just a second ago. We're going to get Sting. Oh, Sting, yeah. Sting is going to appear in the ring with Triple H. Now, they don't have a match scheduled, but, you know, they're talking smack back and forth. Sting said that he would meet him in the ring at Fastlane. That happens tomorrow. So we're going to get a little preview of WrestleMania in Memphis. No, it's the uh, it's Sting's first official WWE appearance, right? Is yes. it the first one that they've like advertised Sting right. is going to be there? Right. They've never advertised Sting is going to be somewhere. Before. Hey, man, I've heard ticket sales are going crazy, so the place should be packed. I don't know if they they have a sellout just yet, or if they're pushing for that sellout, you know, coming up today and tomorrow. But it's definitely going to be packed. Daniel Bryan did a big media tour a couple of weeks ago. He was at Le Bonheur. He made his pit stops through the TV stations, several radio stations, and things setting everything up. There's a lot of excitement there, but. Don't be surprised if there's not a lot of Roman Reigns fans in the audience. Oh, are you saying you're going to be cheering for Roman Reigns? I'm saying that my <laughs> six-year-old was making a sign, and one of them says, Roman Reigns, yes, yes, yes. So you think there's Roman Reigns fans out there they are just not as vocal as Daniel Bryan fans? <sighs> Is that possible? It's almost like when you put The Rock in there with Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18. Now, this is I think obviously different levels here because Rock <laughs> Hogan, yeah. Brian Reigns, but the people like them both. You have to choose one. So it, it should be split right down the middle. And, you know, the guys nowadays, you don't have to be a clear-cut bad guy or a clear-cut good guy. I mean, you see Brock Lester come out and beat everybody up, and the crowd cheers him. Right. Right? So, I mean, there's no telling. It will definitely be divided at the FedEx Forum tomorrow. Fastlane, it's the new name of a pay-per-view. What was the name of this? This was before. It was Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. And then before that, it was something else. And before that, it was something else. And then eventually, you right. get yourself back to 1999 when it was St. Valentine's Day Massacre with Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Because that was also the February pre-WrestleMania pay-per-view. So one of the three, two of the three pay-per-views in Memphis, counting Fastlane, will be the one right before WrestleMania. And that's big. Like, whatever is going to happen to change the landscape of WrestleMania... Now, that sounds weird, but it's going to happen tomorrow. And another name that, that has a huge tie with Memphis that's not even scheduled on the card, The Undertaker. We haven't seen The Undertaker or heard from The Undertaker since WrestleMania last year. He's got to have a match. And if you were watching Monday Night Raw, Kevin Cerrito, you would have noticed that Bray Wyatt was hammering a casket while he was cutting his promo. So they're hinting that it's going to be Bray Wyatt versus Undertaker. But here's the thing, man. Fastlane is loaded with Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. You have John Cena. You've got so much stuff going on. Sting's going to appear. So do they save The Undertaker for Monday Night Raw the following night? Or do oh, we you're get, saying, oh, yeah. To, you know, it might be a lot crammed into one but show. But they might tease him again in Memphis. Man, if you're going to... But it's not for sure. You don't know for sure if it's going to be Undertaker Bray Wyatt. And I'm fascinated with that idea because then you're like, can Bray Wyatt lose at WrestleMania two years in a row? Or can the Undertaker lose at WrestleMania two years? Like, both yeah. of those scenarios are like are not really good for either one of the guys. Like, can the Undertaker really lose at WrestleMania two years in a row? Can Bray Wyatt, an up-and-coming star who beats everybody right now, right. Who, who's awesome, an entrance up there with the Undertaker, can he lose mm-hmm. two years in a row at WrestleMania? I am in the same mindset that I was last year that the Undertaker does not lose at WrestleMania. Oh, he, this year I think if he's if he's up against Bray Wyatt, he does lose. You and think he's got one more one more in him that he maybe he wins and goes out on top. I think, or maybe you can flip the script. How about this? You flip the script with Undertaker, and it's not he's got this winning streak, and he has, starts a losing streak at WrestleMania. Oh my gosh! So we're gonna go what <laughs> twenty in a row losing? <laughs> yeah, then you're not think, I, I think that know, man. you could do that. You could do that. You could flip this because you can't have Bray Bray Wyatt 
losing twice at WrestleMania. Of Either course, way. both of his losses would be against Cena and Undertaker. So you don't that's right, not like right. bad losses to have at WrestleMania. But I, I, I get your point. Let's focus on this pay-per-view real quick. So we're saying it's the first ever Fastlane pay-per-view, but it's not like it's the first ever February or pre-WrestleMania pay-per-view. It's just a brand new name. And it's the third pay-per-view uh, in, in Memphis. It seems to happen every eight years, every two-term presidency. So the next time there's going to be a pay-per-view in Memphis, it'll be at the end of Hillary Clinton's term as president of the United States, probably. Hey, no. <laughs> hey, hey, man. I'm just trying to get the phone lines to light up. <laughs> The, uh, <laughs> hey, we're very lucky. We get a lot of great wrestling. We get WWE right. at least twice a year, every year. Raw, Raw or SmackDown, all those shows always come to, they come to Memphis. You always get one of those a year, it seems right. like, right? Mm-hmm. But the pay-per-view is a very special thing. And the focus of the wrestling universe will be on FedEx Forum, on Bill Street, Memphis, Tennessee, tomorrow. Mark Henry has per- appeared at both of the other Memphis pay-per-views. He's not scheduled to appear at this one. Do you think he makes a surprise appearance? Mark Henry. Sexual I chocolate. S- <laughs> I haven't even seen him on TV in a long time. Look, uh, so probably not. CJ across the glass is doing the big yes, like he's a big Mark Henry fan. I, I was at the St. Valentine's Day Massacre pay per view, and that was an awesome event. Your main event: Stone Cold Steve Austin I cage match there. against Vince McMahon. Mm. And but then you flash forward to the Unforgiven pay per view, the last one in Memphis in 2007. The main event had Mark Henry in it. To me, a little bit more disappointing. The Undertaker. Versus the Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. Now this year's a little different, uh, you know, because this is a good card. This may be the second best pay per view. My son Memphis is. is dying to go. He wants to sit front row. He wants to high five everybody. He wants to cheer for the bad guys. I mean, it's just going to be so much fun. And I look at it in a different way. Like I am a wrestling fan. I grew up a wrestling fan since man, gosh, five years old watching Memphis wrestling. And then now I'm able to take my son to the FedEx Forum and. See these guys. I mean, it's 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 really really cool, and the card is actually pretty loaded. They've released a lot of the matches. Oh, the card the cards are out there. We're gonna get mm-hmm. to that. Let's. Do you want to get to get to our official prediction? Sure. I think we'll probably be on the same page on most of these. Okay. Our I our think. our official predictions for this Sunday's fast lane are being brought to you by Croc Center Memphis. It's a new kind of community center. The Ray and Joan Croc Community Center is a hundred thousand square foot recreation, education, worship, and arts center, and they've got NBA size quality basketball courts. They got soccer fields inside and outside. They got an aquatic. Center with an indoor pool, a water slide, and Lazy River. That's right, a water slide and a Lazy River. The splash pad is open outside. There's a fitness center with cable TV on all the cardio equipment. I don't think you can be able to order Fast Lane while you're working out, but you can definitely get there on Mondays and Thursdays and watch Raw and SmackDown while you work out at the Croc Center. There's a worship area, art rooms, theater rooms, and there's meeting rooms too. If your if your company needs a place to have a meeting, do it at the Croc Center. All Croc um, Center members also have access. To the food services there as well. They got pretty cool concessions. That's Croc Center, Memphis at 800 East Parkway South, right next to Tiger Lane, and in the view of the historic Mid South Coliseum, which should be the home of the uh, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame someday. That's uh, Croc Center, Memphis, a new kind of community center, crocmemphis.org. They're bringing us officially our picks for Fastlane. What do you think of the name Fastlane? I don't like it. <laughs> I love it. It grew on me because, really, we are in the fast lane to WrestleMania. This it is it. If it's that, if it's the, the mania rhetoric, but it also puts it on a level where you don't think it's as big. It's not as big as Royal Rumble. It's not big because it just says, hey, we're yeah. not as big as these other ones. We're a junior uh, pay-per-view. And so because of that, they've had to up it up, and they put a mm-hmm. good card there. They yeah, put yeah, a good yeah. card together. They've made it relevant. While on paper it didn't sound relevant, I think there could be a better name. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of the fast lane name at all. So let's go through this card. All right. Go ahead. What's the? Do you want to? All right. So six man tag. Six man tag. You That's... got Ziggler, uh-huh. uh, Rowan, Eric Rowan, and Ryback going against Seth Rollins, Mister Money in the Bank, Kane, and Big Show. 
Easy. What? What do you mean? That's easy. It's going to be easy. Seth Rollins' team's going to win that one. No, because... no, no. Ziggler, Ziggler, Rowan, and Ryback because Kane and Big Show don't like each other, and eventually we're going to get that match at WrestleMania. Oh, that's going to be a WrestleMania prediction. Oh boy, uh, that sounds boring. But you yes. don't think that they win? You don't think they win because you got to put the, these, these good guys have got to be in peril heading into WrestleMania and have something to fight for. I don't know what they're doing with Rollins. I mean, it's almost like they've they've taken the foot off of the accelerator with Rollins in hopes that maybe something happens at WrestleMania. And then also, um, I, we're going to have a guest on here later, Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Torch, but um, a pro wrestling observer, I'm sorry. We'll ask him about all the backstage stuff going on with Seth Rollins. Yeah, it looks like they could be leading with some other stuff with him. I can't figure out what these... You th- I became Big Show at WrestleMania. Okay, maybe. But I think they need them to be heels right now. I put this as... My thing is I don't care who wins this match. I don't think most fans right. care who win this match. Bathroom break. This, Possible bathroom break. It got these guys on the show. Right. Gets them some exposure before WrestleMania. Hopefully something will happen there. I think we're going to see Kane and Big Show at Mania, and then you're just going to have the, the good guys win because, you know, all three of those guys were fired by the This could be the uh, opening match. The authority. Possibly. Yeah. So, okay, let's go on. So this is either bathroom break or concession stand run, in my opinion, for this. Yeah, for you're this. really going to love the next one. Gold Dust versus Stardust. I do like this one. I, I don't like that it's on this show. Gold Dust is still wrestling? Yeah, man. Gold Dust has, has redefined his character. He's more like a Darth Maul version of the old... Yeah. He, like His face paint looks more like Darth Maul from... From uh, the they Phantom were tag team champions, and then now all of a sudden, Cody Rhodes believes he really is Stardust, and their dad is getting involved. Yes, so I yeah. think this is a WrestleMania match, brother versus brother. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking Stardust is going to win. That'll catapult him to WrestleMania, where they have the rematch or something. Something's going to happen. I don't. Yeah. It, it could end in a. I don't know if there's going to be many no contests, but my prediction would be a, a no contest, right. double DQ, double count out, yeah. something where we're going to have to go to WrestleMania. And if you will... Oh, yeah. you got to have the American the, Dream, baby. The, the American Dream. <laughs> their father, Dusty Rhodes, will be involved as either special guest referee or special guest enforcer in the match at WrestleMania. I like it. That is a match that it has a WrestleMania feel to it. If it does, It's crazy because it's Stardust versus Goldust, who I don't know if I told you, Dusty, you know, in the Royal Rumble... We picked numbers when we watched the Royal okay. Rumble. Random mm-hmm. numbers. I had two random numbers, one through 30. Two random numbers. Both of my numbers were Stardust and Goldust. So you had zero chance. I had zero chance of winning <laughs> the pool. But it was like, it's like, how, what are the chances that you get both dust? Let's go to the, let's go to another match. That one, I, I, I hope they end it where it's, the Mania match is not impacted, that they're going to wrestle WrestleMania with Dustin, with their dad involved. Yeah. Or maybe Dustin comes out in this, or Dusty Rhodes comes out and is somehow um, punched or something. I like where you're involved. going on that, because just having the three together, when is the last time you saw, you know, father with two, two sons? Right, two sons and their dad. Yes. And their dad being as an enormous legend as right. him. Because it's hard to go in, in your parents' shadow in professional wrestling and live up to it. And these guys haven't lived up to his, but they're two two kids that are successful in this business. A little tidbit: I was actually named after the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Really? Yes. You that's serious? Where Dustin came from? Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> I Wrestling did not was know on that. TV. I didn't have a name. He said, "Hey, just call him Dusty." We left the room, came back, and said, "Hey, wait, I kind of like that." And then, like, they wrapped you in a polka dotted blanket. No, and... they did not do that. <laughs> Moving on. So the Usos defend the tag team titles against Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think Usos win that no matter what, right? Right. Rikishi's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. These guys, right. they're on fire. I do like Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. I just do not like how they keep switching Cesaro up. I mean, there for a minute, he would hook a guy for the airplane spin, and the people would go crazy. Was he in the doghouse or something for a minute? Oh. Last year at WrestleMania, he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, 
it's kind of like he's stuck in a tag team. I don't know. I have been asking people. I don't know what because I was at WrestleMania and the the second biggest pop of the night was probably that airplane spin. Right. You're talking at a night where the Ultimate Warrior was there and all and, mm-hmm. and and Hogan. That airplane that was a top five pop. It was insane. And now he's in a tag match with Tyson Kidd, who who, who then they're not going to be. Who cares about them? Usos are awesome. They're yes. an awesome tag team. Yes. They're going to go to WrestleMania as the champs. Yep. And have somehow their dad possibly involved as well, which is kind of interesting. Right. Now they, <laughs> so yeah, that, man, just think if we didn't have the Gold Dust Stardust split, we could have Gold Dust Stardust with the American Dream Dusty Rhodes against Jimmy and Jay Uso. Oh, yeah, that would have been with also, Rikishi. That would also have been a good WrestleMania moment. Yep. We should be working in Stanford. We should be but writing they, for them. Or Hartford. Where are they at? Is it Hartford? Uh, but the, uh, the Usos. We got this is the first one we agree on that there's gonna be a finish Usos win. Yes. Okay, so Nikki defends the Divas Championship against Paige. Uh, that would be bathroom break number two slash concessions break number two. I know don't, it's offensive. You're but. not gonna miss anything. I do like the wrestling that these two ladies present. I mean, Paige is really, really good. Mm-hmm. But you're right around the corner from WrestleMania. You're not gonna take the title off of Nikki just yet. I mean, there's two of them, one of right. Paige. Nikki, Nikki with a win, you with a go to take a bathroom. And it's no offense to the but they, they place these matches in a bathroom break, concession break spot, because right. it's usually right before the main event. That's unfortunate. And so but you it's have true. to get up and go. I mean, it's true. That's where they put them. So let's go to, so we're giving Nikki Bella a victory there. She's John Cena's girlfriend? Yes. Okay. So how does she lose, right? Right. Well, so there's three other matches. The next one, Intercontinental Title, right? Intercontinental Title. Now, funny thing is, Oh, man, maybe they're trying to break the mold. The Intercontinental title is usually not defended at WrestleMania. So this is going to be interesting because uh, Wade Barrett was very, very popular before he got hurt. He's still pretty popular, but look who he's wrestling against. It's Dean bad, Ambrose. Bad News Barrett. Yes. And Dean Ambrose, who used to be in The Shield. I'm trying to help people who the may not lunatic know about these guys. Now, for you, those of you who don't watch every single week, Dean Ambrose the people go crazy for him. On the other side of our Roman Reigns sign, we have Dean Ambrose. Oh, so your son is a... He, he loves, loves the Shield. Yes, He's glad he the Shield broke up. He loves <laughs> Seth Rollins as well. So, yeah, yeah, the Shield, he loves all three of them. But I don't know. Um, This one is... This is tough. It's tough. Because Dean Ambrose has not won a match. He never wins anything, right? But he is one of the most popular guys, and he could totally beat... Bad News Barrett for the Intercontinental title and go to WrestleMania. And, and then it, I think it's been years, oh my gosh, probably maybe three to five years since they've defended the title at WrestleMania, the Intercontinental title that is. Oh, wow. So I think it could go both ways, and either way we'll probably see a rematch at WrestleMania. But I guess I'll just go ahead and choose Dean Ambrose. So are they setting it up really as so many more rematches at maybe. WrestleMania? Where else are they going to go? You have a whole list of guys that are not in a storyline with a specific person to wrestle yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah. Even Seth Rollins, who is he going to wrestle at WrestleMania? John Stewart. John Stewart. That a little bit later. <laughs> we will, yeah. The Daily Show. Uh, so I'm going... I'm going if you're thinking a rematch at WrestleMania, then it's it's bad news. Barrett wins, right? But I would say Dean Ambrose gets the big win. I'm we going Dean. I'm going agree. Dean. So then we, let's before we get to the other two matches, there's Sting versus Triple H. I mean, what do we expect to happen there? Like the Sting talk or not talk? I think that's the one thing you have to wonder. I don't know that Sting talks, but I do know that whatever happens sets up a match at WrestleMania, and it's going to be right. Sting versus Triple H. I think that's the most obvious thing we've got. Yes. That's the one match we know will be at WrestleMania. And there is no way, listen to me, no possible way that WWE beats Sting at WrestleMania. His debut match so after... Triple H is going to lose. He's, he has to. 
He has to lose the sting. This is this is so frustrating because the one thing we've talked about even on this show is Sting Taker WrestleMania. Sting Taker WrestleMania, and Taker if he would have beat Brock last year, comes back at Sting versus Taker. Right. But then Sting would have to lose. You would have your mentality of thinking, Sting cannot lose in his WWE debut. Undertaker can't use it, lose at WrestleMania. Undertaker would win that match. Think but- about it this way. You put these two guys. Now, they're probably nice guys, but they obviously are big superstars. They've been at the top of their game for so long. You put them in the same room, and you're going to try to tell one that the other's going to lose at WrestleMania? That's probably not a good thing. You know, especially both of them being fan favorites. Why would the fans Sting want Taker? To, yeah, why would yeah. the fans want to boost Sting? I think Sting Sting would no, right, they wouldn't, but they would they would maybe cheer Sting. And that would, this would have been an awesome dynamic. Yeah, so you still could have been a Yeah. Still could have been an Undertaker versus Sting this year. Undertaker comes back. Right. You know, and tries to regain his momentum against Sting, but Triple H being the boss, right, puts himself in there. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of people on the internet that are going to hate that. But it's Triple a H match. Triple H is one of the greatest of all times. He can still get in there and go with the best of them, and then you'll see that at WrestleMania. I think he'll do the right thing, and him and Sting are going to have a fantastic match. I don't know if Sting has bad matches, especially Triple H. I mean, he doesn't have bad matches. And Triple H has has done a good job of building up as WWE versus WCW, kind of, in some of these promos, which is good. Now, that leads you to the... the you know, to WrestleMania, where will they let a WCW guy beat the WWE guy at WrestleMania? And that maybe not. So Triple H could win. So, We're not giving our WrestleMania predictions right now. But you're saying Sting does he talk or not talk? It's bad if he talks, right? We don't. You want him to be silent as long as possible. But he's probably going to say something. He's he's bound to say something, and I think he's going to do that world famous Sting. Ow! And the oh, crowd yeah. in Memphis is going to go crazy. But anyway, it will lead to the pay-per-view match. I say Sting. Does he talk? I think he does, but I think he should. And But it's WWE because they don't know necessarily everybody's strength right now. And Sting needs to be quiet. But if you're having a confrontation, (laughs) what can they do different? What can they do different that they haven't done already with these fake Stings? I don't know. But Triple H is the guy, man. He really is good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fine with you saying that. So we've got what I'm thinking is the lead up to the main event, which is Rusev versus Cena, the U.S. title. Rusev undefeated. How so? He's, never been pinned. He has never been pinned. Um, the only things that he's lost maybe tag matches, six man matches, Royal Rumbles, things like that. But Rusev is never huge. been pinned or submitted. Yes. And he's a big guy, super athlete, and Lana has really helped catapult That's their his careers. manager. Yeah, and, and he's a reigning U.S. champion. Yes, and uh, he's 100 percent pro Russia. He'll have the flag back there. Right. I mean, he they cut some very risque promos when they're in the ring. So finally, they have uh, Super Cena coming back here. He's going to face off against Rusev. And I don't know that you beat Cena, but I don't know that you beat Rusev right now. Does that make sense? Why would John Cena win the United States Championship, which is like the third-tier title in WWE? What are they setting up for Cena at Mania? Right. So maybe Rusev... They thought they were setting this up as a rematch. What if Rusev beats him? I don't know. I've got Cena winning in a DQ. That sounds about right, but I hate disqualification finishes finishes because you could see it a mile away, especially if they're going to come back at WrestleMania. You know, I mean, I can't see Cena losing anymore. Last time I predicted him to lose was WrestleMania uh, to to Bray Wyatt, and it didn't happen. But I would say Rusev wins it, this one, and Cena beats Rusev at WrestleMania. That could be. That's probably the better the better. Pick that's probably the better pick, but he does he win by pinfall or submission or something? Or, I think there's some sort of cheap cheap way, but he hooks hopefully the he camel cheats, clutch, cheats and wins. Camel clutch, maybe Cena goes out. Cena will never give up. He's not going to tap out. I'd like to see him cheat and win. Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. 
the I main st- event. I still, Winner goes to WrestleMania to go against Brock Lesnar. I don't think this is going to be the end of the road for these guys because there might be a triple threat going on at WrestleMania. Oof. So you could actually have Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar in a triple threat at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. But if I'm going to pick a clear-cut outright winner right here, right now, I'm saying Daniel Bryan. That makes the most yes. sense. But then what happens with Roman yes. What I think what I would like to see is Cena, Rusev thing in that. Who cares about that? Right. Uh, and go have Roman Reigns lose to Daniel Bryan, turn heel, have him and Cena at Mania. Reigns and, that, and Cena? Yeah. That would be Roman good. Reigns versus Cena at WrestleMania. Now, there's there's something we're all forgetting about, and we're forgetting about Randy Orton. Randy he Orton has been out with out. a concussion. So he could come out and set up a match with somebody. He could set up a match with somebody, probably Seth Rollins. That might be where they're going to go in that direction with Seth Rollins, since he doesn't really have anything right now. But if I'm picking a winner in, in Bryan versus Reigns, I'll pick Daniel Bryan. You're going to have a split mm-hmm. crowd. It's going to be insane. It's I a just, fascinating main event. You don't yes. know what's going to happen. But, but WrestleMania... What if Daniel Bryan beats Roman Reigns, goes on to WrestleMania, defeats Brock Lesnar for the championship, Seth Rollins cashes in that very night, takes the title from Daniel Bryan? I'm going. I'm going to go with another no so contest. Yeah, I, w- I would go with a no contest finish uh, for this main event. I just can't. I, just, I think they're setting up that triple threat, or maybe even this, Dustin. Fatal four way. I think a fatal four way may be m- more realistic for WrestleMania. If they don't want to do a triple threat back to back years, especially back to back, that's the problem. You know, that's the problem that they're having. Is I think they I, re- just, I re- yeah. read something, and we'll ask Meltzer here yeah, a little bit. Right. Is it possible? Can you do? Yeah. Is triple threat okay? Because you look at Royal Rumble, there was no single matches at the Royal Rumble, and now we're looking like there's no the, going to WrestleMania. Can you do a triple threat two WrestleManias in a row? Can you do triple threat two title matches in a row, which would have been Royal Rumble and last year's WrestleMania? Maybe you make it a fatal four way, and you have Seth Rollins cashing his money in the bank in advance for some stupid reason. He gets in there, and he's one of the, it's those four. The good thing is, which is not has good. us talking and it has us thinking. It's not like you're sitting back going, oh, this is so stale. We already know what's going to happen. Well, you might say that, but if you watch the program, and we've gone on a roller coaster. We have gone on a roller coaster, and we have seen Daniel Bryan get eliminated from the Royal Rumble only to resurrect because of the fans, come back, have an opportunity for WrestleMania, and I think he'll be there again. Okay, that those are our official predictions for Fastlane pay-per-view in Memphis at FedEx Forum on Sunday. Before we go to break, i got to tell you about our friends at Midtown Massage. Their slogan is, you need us to need you. That's right, you do need them to need you. They won all types of awards, and and it is the place to go get a gift certificate for your loved one if you're looking to impress the lady in your life. CJ did just that recently for Valentine's Day. That I did, and she loved it. She loved it. So it's very impressed. You're, you're, everything's going great in your relationship, right? Yep, everything is, is going smoothly. Got her some <laughs> nice Valentine's Day gift and everything like that. Got her the massage. She loved that. It's great. So if you screwed up Valentine's Day, you can just go to MidtownDaskMassage.com. That's MidtownDaskMassage.com or stop by. But the best thing to do is go to their website, order it on there, print up the gift certificate, get just bring it to your lady today. If you screwed up Valentine's Day, she will just be so happy uh, because this is an awesome place to get a massage. It's right there in Cooper Young, just a few steps away from Celtic Crossing. It's Midtown Massage. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Dave Melzer from Wrestling Observer. We'll talk more fast lane and other wrestling stuff with him as we dedicate this hour to previewing the first pay-per-view in Memphis in eight years. Fastlane at FedEx Forum. You're listening to Sarita Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 86 and 87.7 FM. 
The Tigers in the tournament, the Grizzlies in the playoffs, the Super Bowl. When the big events happen, we are there. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Zorito Live. Here once again is Kevin Zorito. Thanks for making us a part of uh, your weekend as you travel around out there. Everybody's getting back out of their house now, just in time for a monsoon here in Memphis. But as you travel around this weekend and during the week, remember, you can use Uber for free. Your first Uber ride is free if you type in the code Uber Cerrito. You get $20 off your first Uber ride. That's Uber Cerrito. Uber is legal in Memphis now, kind of. And it's faster, cheaper, and more reliable than a taxi. So just download the Uber app. And all you have to do is tap the button, get picked up in minutes. Uber Cerrito, that's the code for you to type in. Dustin Starr is in studio with me as we preview the first wrestling pay-per-view in Memphis in eight years. It's something that happens once every two-term presidency, and it's happening Sunday, WWE Fastlane. So we thought we would be joined by one of the smartest people, probably, to write about wrestling in this country. His name is Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, and he joins us right now. What's going on, Dave? Oh, he's got music? Fast lane, baby. Oh, wow. I like it. I guess. All right. What's up, Dave? How are you doing? How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for joining us. Everybody can follow Dave at Dave Meltzer, W-O-N, on Twitter. So we're trying to get Memphis ready for the pay-per-view tomorrow. We only get a pay-per-view here about every eight years. The last one was 2007, Unforgiven. The one before that was St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Even though we're... Valentine's Day Massacre? What's that, like 1999? Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. Hit it right on the head. Raw, Raw or SmackDown come here every year, but the pay-per-views are, are a rarity. Is there certain cities that WWE, besides New York and L.A., that they seem to, to have pay-per-views at a lot? I think it's just the, the bigger the city, the more you're going to get them. And so Memphis is kind of like, uh, you know, in that in that range of one that they, yeah, that they go to about every eight years. Yeah, it is. And they've every pay-per-view has had Mark Henry in a big match that we've had here. And he's not on the card for Fastlane. Are we expecting a Mark Henry surprise appearance? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that, what about, <clears throat> excuse me. I got a cough, but no, that's fine. What what about uh, what about the Undertaker though? Could he maybe make an appearance? It's possible, but I would think that they would save that for Raw. I See, mean, it, it, yeah. um, I mean, I I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if, like, at the very end of the show, you might see a graphic, which kind of teases you to tune in tomorrow to say, like, you know, I'll be there tomorrow type of thing. But I don't. I mean. So it's possible, like, at the end. Um, but, I mean, as far as, like, the big return where he comes to the ring and all that, I would think they would say that's for Raw. Well, uh, we were talking about The Undertaker a little bit earlier, and I want to see him at FedEx Forum, and then I was actually saying that it might be saved for Raw because the card is so loaded. But where do you think they're headed? Memphis is kind of the last stop as far as pay-per-view. It is the last stop. Where are they headed, that you think, for WrestleMania this year? Well, Undertaker Bray Wyatt, obviously. Sting and Triple H, obviously. Um, the main event is going to be Brock Lesnar against uh, one of those two guys, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, or both of them, depending on what the finish of, the, of that <laughs> excuse me, but that match is. And uh, aside from that, um, I think a lot of that's going to be up in the air, depending on what happens. Uh, you know, what, what, what you know, angles they'll probably shoot some angles in Memphis and in Nashville tomorrow, and that'll probably start setting up the rest of the show. So you think it's a done deal that we are getting The Undertaker at WrestleMania this year? 
just everything. No, you know, no one said to me officially that it's a done deal. But everything I wa- I mean, I was told that you know months and months, you know months and months ago that Undertaker Bray Wyatt was penciled in, and every Bray Wyatt interview leads me to believe that that's the direction they're going. So I'm I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. That that match is fascinating if it does happen because can Bray Wyatt lose two years in a row at WrestleMania or could the Undertaker lose two years in a row at WrestleMania? That's the storyline I will look at in that match because for both of them it seems like it, or not realities that both of those guys would lose two years in a row at WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't think that they would beat Undertaker again and unless uh, you know even if they think it's his last match, I think that they won't beat him again. What about um, what, but, what? But uh, you know, I mean. It, you know, a lot. Of, the thing is, is that guys that lose to Undertaker usually don't lose like a. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. Sometimes when you lose, it kind of takes you down a notch. And to me, most of the guys who lose to Undertaker really don't get hurt too much by it. So I think it's okay for Bray Wyatt to lose that match. Right, I think that's that's fair because his two WrestleMania losses would be John Cena and Undertaker, which nobody's going to fault him for. Right. However, but how cool of a storyline would it be? I think it's cool. I don't know if anybody else does. But The Undertaker loses to Bray Wyatt, and then all of a sudden the streak of wins has turned into a streak of losses at WrestleMania. Um, yeah. It's interesting. That means, he has to come, that means he has to come back again. Right. And I don't know how many comebacks he's got left. I mean, he's definitely on borrowed time right now. Now, we are guessing the, the main event of WrestleMania. So we were going to ask you, and you mentioned just briefly about it could be a triple threat, or we could have a one-on-one. Uh, Kevin and I have been talking about this. Do they do the triple threat two years in a row? Yeah, I mean, under normal, you know, it's funny when when uh, the, the the night after the Royal Rumble or maybe the next day, I brought up to somebody who would pretty much know and was pretty much in like the top circle, so to speak, and I said, you know, you know, after what happened, you probably got to do a triple threat, and it's just like Vince will not do a triple threat. Vince will not do a triple threat. He did it last year. We've already been through the Daniel Bryan thing, and then you know, like. Uh, Every you know, then the next thing that you know that they put Daniel Bryan in the mix, and I know that um, about oh, about two weeks ago it was going to be a triple threat, and I've heard nothing since, nor have I asked anyone since. So they may have changed their mind, and probably have you know ten times since then. But it's definitely something that has been talked about, and at one point was 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 penciled in was a triple threat, and was the last thing I heard. I don't. I do not like that. Not because there was one last year with one of the same three guys in it, or that there was one the last time the title was defended, which was an awesome match. It ended up being an awesome match. Brock Brock can do awesome triple threats, and I think with with uh, with Definitely. Roman and it could be a good match at WrestleMania. But it is nothing like the sizzle of a like David versus Goliath. Well, I don't know why Vince is being stubborn on this. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the thing is, is that if it's going to be a single match, I think it's probably going to end up being Reigns, which is why wow. the triple threat's probably the best thing. I mean, if they're going to do Daniel Bryan, put it this way: if they're going to do, um, it, it just depends on who they want as champion coming out of all this. If they want Daniel Bryan as champion, to me, getting Roman, they should get Roman Reigns out of the picture because Daniel Bryan and Lesnar in a straight single would be a better match. Oh yeah. If they want Roman Reigns to win, in my mind, it's best to get Daniel Bryan out of the picture because it will not be well received, and Roman Reigns' big coronation will be a big disappointment because the people will be really upset. So. If they want Brock to win, I don't, and I don't, I, you know, I think Brock's been champion for so long, and he's got such a limited contract. It's time for him to lose. So yeah, the the, I think it 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 makes sense to actually do the singles match, but I think that the, that by doing the triple threat, people will have more guessing games as to what's going to happen. If they do a straight singles match where it's um, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, I think everyone's going to know that Roman Reigns is winning. Speaking, um, not not that that's not not that that's not unusual. 
Sorry, speaking of Brock Lesnar, so there have been rumors going on, I mean, dating back to fourth quarter last year, that he's signed with UFC. He's on his way out. We didn't think he was going to make it through WrestleMania because he has, quote, signed with UFC. Has he signed with UFC? No, he has not signed with UFC. So it the is possible. I got, the it's, impression I got is that he's leaning towards staying with WWE, but you never know what's true and not true. Right. I mean, Brock, Brock, Brock wants the word out that he's willing to go to, to, to UFC or to Bellator. I mean, and he's going to get offers from everybody, and it's going to just raise his price. But I, I think from his perspective, there's more longevity in pro wrestling. There's less danger in pro wrestling. Not that pro wrestling isn't dangerous, but with his contract, pro wrestling is a lot better than MMA. Some, with somebody else's contract, you, you could argue that. Um, and, you know, again, 38 years old, MMA is not a good place if you're 38 years old. It really isn't. That's fair. Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer joining us right now as we get ready for Fastlane in Memphis on Sunday night. So there's the, what about a fatal four-way? You think that's possible that Seth Rollins could cash Seth in? Rollins in? Yeah, I do. I do think it's possible because, um, and then maybe, who knows how they'll end that one. But but because the only, originally the Seth Rollins match was going to be with Randy Orton. Um, and it still may, but you know, Randy Orton, they've taken off television for reasons that I really don't understand. And maybe it's just that they've got a new idea for Seth Rollins, and and what could that be if it's not Randy Orton? When you look at, um, you know, if you look at where everybody stands on the roster as far as the main guys, there's nobody left for Seth Rollins. So it's either Randy Orton. I've, I've had someone hint to me that maybe John Stewart is going to be involved, like you know, in Randy Orton's corner against Seth Rollins, so to speak. You know, to counter uh, J and J. I mean, I don't know if there's anything to that, but they're. They're certainly doing what they do with a celebrity before WrestleMania, you know, as far as the media stuff. I mean, it's all right there in the last couple of days. Right. Can we expect Jon Stewart in Memphis? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> um, you know, um, but uh, but Randy, may, maybe if they but if they bring him up on Raw and they bring him up on uh, on, on on the pay per view tomorrow, I think that he's probably going to be this year's, um, uh, you know. Uh, uh, you know, you know this year's celebrity type thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and something that we haven't really talked about on this program just yet is there was some trouble a couple weeks ago that went down with Seth Rollins involving his Instagram and Twitter, how a, an angry fiancé posted some you know graphic pictures of an NXT girl and pictures on Seth Rollins' account of Seth Rollins um, nude. So, like, yeah. what is the backstage stuff on that? It seems to just be blowing over. Is he going to be punished? Is that why we're seeing them kind of... No, 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 because I think that, that they've all gone through, you know, including Triple H, has gone through breakups with crazy women. And uh, <laughs> so I think there's a lot of, I think a lot of people have a lot of sympathy for breakups with crazy women when it comes to the wrestling business. So my impression is he's not getting punished. They just think it's an unfortunate situation. And, uh, uh, you know, they'll probably maybe have better security to make sure that stuff like that, because, you know, it got on their website, too. Oh so, boy, <laughs> which was which was really embarrassing. And we mentioned the stuff about John Stewart and and uh, Seth Rollins. People should Google that if you haven't seen it. But it started on Raw, and then there's been a video since released by John Stewart from the Daily Show. Yes, that John Stewart is out challenging Seth Rollins. He had a great promo that he did on Rollins using many puns in it uh, about oh. like you know that, and you could take that to the bank or something like what anyway. But uh, let's uh, keep moving. We're talking with Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer for a few more minutes as we get ready for Fastlane. Now, Jerry Lawler will be commentating at Fastlane, but he recently has been moved to SmackDown, and there are some some fans in Memphis that are concerned that our King may be getting phased out like they did to Jim Ross, where they moved Jim Ross to SmackDown and then he disappeared. Um, I, it, it wouldn't, you know, 
I mean, they, they're into young people. Jerry's 65 years old. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me when, when, it, when they made the move. I mean, they made, the funny thing is they made the move with Jim Ross the same way. It was like, well, they're starting, um, I think they were actually starting on a new station for SmackDown. But when they made the move, I, I saw it as, well, it's the beginning of the phase out, and it was. And I think with Jerry, um, you know, I don't know that it's going to be like, uh, you know, right away. But I do think that it's a slow thing, and and the inevitability, you know, the inevitability at at, at that age is that you know he's. I don't think that Vince is going to have him there when he's seventy-five. You know what I mean? Now we'll have him there when he's seventy. Maybe yes, maybe no. I mean, he is an institution and all that. And uh, but I'm I'm when when I saw it, I I thought that's that was the conclusion I came to also. Yeah. Well, speaking of the King and Memphis and WWE, I'm sure you've heard and seen on the internet that. They are trying to tear down our Mid-South Coliseum where Lawler Dundee sold out for many, many years in a row. And I saw a tweet that you sent out the other day about the Sportatorium in 2003, I believe, that was torn down. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the Mid-South Coliseum? Should they save it? Should they tear it down? Give us a scoop. What about, I, I saw something where they wanted to make it a wrestling hall of fame. Absolutely cool. we do. Yeah, we yeah that would be pretty cool. I mean, it's like, the thing is, is that if you save it, it's got to have a purpose. As an arena, you've got a, you've already got a, you know nicer arenas, you know, and you know more than one too in that in that area. Right. So as an arena, it's outlived its usefulness. But as far as a, a place where you know it can you know again, uh, you know something viable, you know, I think that would be great. I mean, that's kind of it's the you know the same thing happened here. You know, there's always a movement to tear down the Cow Palace in San Francisco, and we don't even have a the, Cal, the San Francisco doesn't even have a secondary arena. Of course, and I, and I grew up going to wrestling at the Cow Palace, and it would be kind of sad, but in the end, you know, you've, you've got to have a purpose for the place, um, or else, you know, that's what happens to the old arenas when the new arenas come into town. We're talking with Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer. So do you, so do you think a, a pro wrestling hall of fame would be a viable tourist attraction? Um, only if WWE's involved in it. You know what I mean? I think if a, a WWE hall of fame... Um, and, and I don't know, you know, Memphis is an interesting place because Memphis, you know, historically Memphis was such a great wrestling city. I don't know how it stands up now compared to everywhere else because it seems to me now that like everywhere in the country is kind of equal when it comes to wrestling popularity. It's not like there are markets that WWE goes to that they die and there's not like these places they sell out every single time because they're, you know, hot other than Laredo, Texas or something like, or, um, 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 you know, those two Texas cities, but, you know, Hidalgo and Laredo, but, but. And even then, that's it's 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 only a little bit bigger. So so, but Memphis is a you know it is a tourist place. I think if WWE got behind it, yes. I think without WWE, because WWE is all, is all wrestling. Most people know. I mean, the older right. fans, yeah, they they're they're aware that there was a history of wrestling that was rich and interesting and everything that did not involve WWE. But you know, as the years go by, that that audience dwindles and dwindles. Yeah. And well, and the, there's there's been rumors. What do you think that the WWE thinks about? Building a physical Hall of Fame because there's well, been... Triple H just wants it, and and Vince McMahon, from what I gather, doesn't because Vince McMahon doesn't think it's going to be profitable. And a Triple H, I think, has a more romantic view of history, and he wants to be a historian and everything like that. And I know he's been collecting memorabilia, and he's purchased a lot of memorabilia from old collectors, so he's got stuff ready to go. Um, just a question of when and if and where they do it. But I think that the more power he has. Uh, the more likelihood it's going to happen, and I think that you know, in in time, it there will be something. Yeah, 
So there will be someday a, a WWE Hall of Fame built in this country, and I do think it it will be be a, a an attraction of of some sort as well. We're, we've been advocating for the Coliseum to be turned into it. We think Memphis is a good destination in the middle of the country that that has global tourism for Elvis and things of that nature. Right. That, exactly. That it could they could complement each other, easily accessible throughout the country, and especially the South where there's a big uh, wrestling following uh, here down down south, but. Of course, there's always the rumors of Orlando as an idea uh, being tossed out. So, still, I know it's a- been talked about in Orlando um, about whatever it was about two years ago. It was it was talked pretty seriously about Orlando? Yeah, but then that never happened. Then it came it, came it, to it never. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what happened to it, but yet yeah, it hasn't happened yet. I mean, it still may. I mean, I know there are people in Orlando still interested in it. Um, I don't know what the right place is. I mean, Memphis would probably be an interesting place. I, I think you'd want a place that's. Located within, uh, you know, driving distance from a lot of highly populated places, and you know, Memphis is close enough that it's not that far from a lot of a lot of major cities. Yeah, right. All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks for thanks for uh, joining us today. Uh, it's Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer. Tell people uh, where they can read your stuff and how they can subscribe to your other stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you just uh, can go to www.wrestlingobserver.com, and um, you know, we have a full website, and uh, we do audio shows. Uh, there's usually two or three new audio shows up every day. You know, we recap all the major TV shows. We come on right after the pay-per-views. We have the newsletters, me and, you know, my newsletter, and there's a second newsletter that are up there that go in-depth on everything that's going on in wrestling. And um, we have actually a, 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 a three ninety nine a month, uh, for the for the month, this this month, which is about uh, 60% off the regular price. Um, and it's a special that's only good until Monday. So uh, this is actually a pretty good time to sign up because it's 60% off. All right, very cool. Thanks, Dave. Okay, thank you, guys. All right, everybody follow him on Twitter at Dave Meltzer, W-O-N, WrestlingObserver.com. Dustin, thank you for coming in and hey, breaking thanks. down Fastlane. And you're not planning to interfere in any of these matches tomorrow? If you are going to interfere in a match, which one would you interfere in? <laughs> I was going to interfere in what would be the main event. The main <laughs> event? Well getting noticed, who would you, right? who, would you, who would you help win? You Daniel Bryan, you, you go after Roman Reigns and it's Star versus Reigns? I think that I would probably help Roman Reigns because then all the fans would hate me and I would right, be well-known across America. Oh, yeah, you'd be that guy. Being the big People heel. would hate you even more than they already do. Dave Meltzer is very highly recommended, guys. If you haven't read his stuff or listened to his audio, I mean, he, he just like he did just here, he drops some stars, knowledge. Drops some knowledge on you. And if you have been stuck inside all week, like most of us has, you got to get out tonight because I'm going to be in Tupelo, Mississippi. Oh, head to. Big supercar. Who are you going against? Who's on? Who's on that car? Anybody else? Uh, superstar Bill Dundee, Buff Bagwell is going to be in the house. That's Chase tough. Stevens, former TNA Tag Team Champion. I am going to be wrestling the Navajo Warrior, who's a former WWE guy. He's got all the face paint and stuff, so Brady's a little nervous about that. If you have face paint, you're a scary dude in wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they were like popular people, like Sting and the Ultimate Warrior back yeah. in the day. But All tonight, right, so you'll be at 7.30, bell time at the Salvation Army. And you will you will be in Memphis at Fastlane tomorrow. You'll be I in the crowd. Be. I will you'll be, be live tweeting. tweeting, absolutely. Pictures, anything that I can get out because it's going to be so cram-packed in there. Sometimes I get service, sometimes I don't. All right. Add Dustin Star on Twitter and on Instagram. Let me give you a little career advice. Don't be the villain. you got too nice of a face. you got to go and be like the Hulk Hogan, give kids vitamins. Brother. All right, that does it for our show this week. i got to tell you, this portion of the show was brought to you by Memphis Comedy Fest. Here's the thing. The Memphis Comedy Festival is back for its fourth year. It's better than ever with more improv, more short films, and more stand-up, and so many uh, more laughs. They can't even fit it under one roof. Go to memphiscomedyfestival.com. That's at memcomedyfest on Twitter. 
That's our show. I want to thank Greg Akers and Frazier Boy for stopping by the first hour. Dave Meltzer and Dustin Starr for breaking down Fastlane in the first hour. Always catch the podcast on iTunes and CerritoLive.com. For Johnny Radio and CJ Hurd, I'm Kevin Cerrito. We'll talk to you next week from high atop Mount Mariah.